The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analyze This and Programming Notes for tonight on Channel 12. We got the news hour uh, at 7 p.m. Then we got uh, Consuelo Mack Wealth Track from 8 to 8.30 in conversation with AARP VI from 8.30 to 9. Washington Week with the Atlantic from 9 to 9.30. Firing Line with Margaret Hoover from 9.30 to 10. And then at 10 p.m., Christmas at Belmont 2021. Uh, enjoy performances of country slash gospel singer Josh Turner and Belmont University students. That's from 10 to 11. And then Mary Berry's Ultimate Christmas. All right, you got Mary Berry shares her Ultimate Christmas feast with all the trimmings. And that's from 11 to midnight. And I'm important company at midnight. Why? Because time turned back. Okay? So we got a full slate uh, of. Um, programming tonight, okay? PBS News Hour at 7, Consuelo Mac Wealth Track at 8, in conversation with AARPVI at 8.30, Washington Week with The Atlantic at 9, Firing Line with Margaret Hoover at 9.30, then Christmas at Belmont 2021 at 10, Mary Berry's Ultimate Christmas uh, at 11. I do believe we have uh, the good people from the University of Virgin Islands uh, on the line. Uh, Good morning. Uh, who am I speaking with this morning? Good morning. Hi. This is Lewis Galvich, the Vice Pro- Provost for Enrollment Management here at UBI, and I've uh, got an awesome member of the team on with Paul. Let him introduce himself. Okay. Hello. Good morning, everyone. George Francis. Uh, I serve as the Enrollment Communications Coordinator here at UBI. Good morning. Glad to have both of you on. Great to be here. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to just yield uh, to you, Lewis. Uh, go right ahead and talk to the audience. Let them know we're talking. You're talking about enrollment, right? Talking a little bit about enrollment, but really about some new offerings uh, that are happening here at UBI, uh, just to demonstrate kind of the different facets that we're serving for the, the local community and then obviously well beyond that. But I uh, just want to say thank you for the time this morning. Uh, to be on to be on your wonderful show, and uh, wanted to say good morning and happy Friday to all your listeners uh, out there, and, and thanks for being with us this morning as well. Um, you know, I wanted to to start with a program that uh, a lot of a lot of folks I think in the community don't um, don't understand the full measure or breadth of the program, and that's that's our UVI cell or our continuing education program. Um, there, if you go to uh, the website uh, and check it out, there are just a lot of different degrees, uh, starting with vocational programming uh, and going on up to some different associate's degrees in a, a wide range of really needed field, uh, fields for the local community and the Caribbean uh, uh, as well. One of the newest programs is actually a certificate program uh, in the area of aviation, uh, and that is to become a, a private pilot. Uh, so that's kind of the tip of the iceberg on some of the things that UVI is going to be doing um, through some different partnerships with aviation. Uh, hopefully I can come back on your show in the spring and, and tell you a little bit more about those. So that's a, that's a teaser for the day. But the, the, 
the UVI cell breaking into aviation is huge because there are some critical shortages uh, that uh, that whole industry is going to be facing. I know um, it's been taught, uh, talked about quite a bit, and, and so um, UVI is really trying to uh, have an answer there. Uh, and this is a program that high school students can, can uh, start. Uh, this is a program that adults looking to uh, maybe switch careers uh, or, or break into a new career path uh, can look at. Um, and, and there are going to be critical shortages in, in the pilot area, and there are going to be uh, critical shortages uh, in air traffic control, uh, air mechanics, uh, you name it. Um, a lot of the workforce in these areas are, are getting ready to age out of the system for retirement. And in some cases, they've already begun to expand retirement ages uh, because of some of the shortages uh, that we're seeing. So these are going to be very high demand um, areas uh, that, that UVI will be, uh, will be looking uh, to have an answer for uh, in, the, in the new year and already has uh, through UVI Cell. So uh, a great program there. Uh, we also have some new uh, certificate programs for educators uh, in the the area uh, of some some high need uh, pieces, and so one of that one of those is in uh, secondary teacher preparation certificate, um, and then also a post bachelor's certificate in special education. Um, these are both areas of, of high need. In fact. Uh, UVI is, is really uh, a leader in this area, I would say, not only for the Virgin Islands, but, but truly for the Caribbean. We've, uh, we've had long-standing programs in teacher education, both of the undergraduate and, and graduate level, uh, for a while now. Uh, but with these new certificate programs, these are actually launching um, in the BVI. Um, we already have uh, some excellent partnerships um, uh, throughout the Caribbean, uh, one of our our long-standing partnerships is with the University of St. Martin uh, for teacher education, uh, and uh, we look to expand some of our offerings there uh, in 2024 as well. Um, and then we also uh, have a new program in, in uh, Nevis and St. Kitts. So uh, truly UVI is being looked at as a, a leader in the, in the education uh, area, and so that's, that's, that's an exciting piece as well. Um, and then I, I just wanted to touch on, and I'll kind of pull up for for uh, questions and let George uh, add uh, some thoughts. Uh, but I wanted to uh, remind everyone about uh, our online programs. Um, for over five years now, uh, UVI has had uh, a breadth of offerings uh, in, um, in fully online programs. Uh, this is uh, whether uh, adults are wanting to get back into education, uh, if uh, they are wanting to see uh, a different potential uh, from a learning standpoint or a program standpoint, uh, whether it's undergrad um, with, uh, with associates, bachelors, or graduate degrees, um, uh, we have some excellent uh, offerings uh, in the area of um, uh, criminal justice, uh, accounting, management, uh, again, the teaching certificates, uh, we have a, a fully uh, online MBA, uh, and uh, and for those looking at either educational or organizational leadership uh, programs, we have uh, we have some great programs there as well. So just a, a wide breadth of programs uh, for uh, those that are uh, probably working uh, and need a more flexible uh, way to learn and or a more modern way to learn, if you will, 
uh, we've got an excellent, uh, some excellent offerings and excellent uh, programs there online also. So just want to touch on some of the new, the new things, uh, touch on, remind some, some folks of, of some of the great things that we have going on uh, in some of the more non-traditional pathways. So, so I'll pull up there. No, that's, 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 that's interesting. And it's awesome, actually. Uh, um, so basically, um, the university is, is being more flexible in, 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 in how uh, it's, it's offering um, education opportunities and uh, career opportunities uh, for uh, uh, students and the people of the Virgin Islands. Both of you hung up? That's, that's that's George. I think that's a forty-five, fifty-five line. Okay, uh, Lewis, you still there? I am still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, I guess that was George. Uh, he's he's calling back right right now. So I was saying, um, um, the the uh, the ability, the learn, the the the, the learning options. Uh, and, and higher learning are, are more flexible in the modern day? Absolutely. And, and I think part of it is, is an answer for the call. That it's the, the market uh, tells you what it wants uh, has never been more true, and I think that's especially true for, for higher education, not only from a student perspective, but also uh, all of the partners that work with universities uh, across the country and around the globe. Um, the market is just demanding uh, more more flexible arrangements um, and, and different pedagogy, different delivery uh, for that really makes sense for the modern uh, economy and the modern world. And so I uh, I do believe that you know UVI is really stepping up in these areas and, and has been for a while, uh, and we're going to ex- continue to expand these different pathways uh, so that we can we can meet the needs. I mean it's. it's this is not the, f- the first rural university that I've, I've worked in, and it's always a, a dynamic challenge because there are different needs popping up um, all the time from an economic standpoint, from uh, a uh, societal standpoint, you know, what's, what's going on in the different industries uh, that, are, that are local. And, and, of course, as a public institution, we want to meet the needs of the local economy and, and the local citizenry first and foremost. And so those are going to change. Those are dynamic uh, needs. And so beyond just the traditional um, uh, methodologies and, and delivery systems, we, we, have to, we have to be nimble, um, which is not something that higher education uh, traditionally has been good at, right? I mean, that it's not built to, to, for change. Uh, for for the most part, and so these are these are new things that universities are new challenges that universities are having to face. And I, so I'm I'm excited that UVI is stepping up in these areas. Oh, Mr. Gabatz, um, could you please uh, enlighten the public as to what is UVI Cell? Absolutely. Uh, so UVI Cell uh, is our continuing education uh, and learning part of UVI, and so um, this is. UVI Cell is not uh, new, uh, but uh, there have been growing uh, considerably um, with some new different program offerings. Uh, and so the, the technical name um, is for UVI Cell is the Center for Excellence in Leadership and Learning. Um, but, uh, you know, from a, just a, 
sort of a common vernacular way to say it. You know, this is truly a, a continuing education uh, extension. Um, and and the fun part is that it really doesn't matter where uh, where you're coming into uh, the um, the educational process. Uh, UVSL offers some some truly um, uh, uh, some truly excellent uh, flexible pathways, uh, and so um, they have self-paced programs. They have traditional in-person uh, or uh, virtual uh, learning uh, pieces that are called synchronous, right? So you're in a classroom setting with with uh, other students, uh, and then they also have um, the um, the self-paced is also what's called asynchronous, right? So you're really learning. It's about your pace, your needs, uh, what's going on in in your life, and how you need to engage the information uh, from that that standpoint. Um, and so there's. Uh, they've just they've been doing a lot, quite frankly, uh, to uh, meet the local needs, and um, so it's, it's, there's there's some pretty exciting things uh, with UVICL. It's um, the website. Uh, if uh, if anyone is interested in checking it out, is cell c c e l l dot u v i dot e d u. So that's cell c e l l dot u v i dot e d u. And uh, so that's that's an exciting thing. And and I did, you know, obviously uh, we are still, you know, uh, kind of a beacon on a hill uh, on on both campuses here in St. Thomas uh, and St. Croix, as well as as online, obviously. Uh, so we have those traditional programs uh, as well. And that's a little bit I wanted to have uh, George uh, share a few thoughts because um, even. Uh, if you will, even cooler than his current role, he's, he's also an alum of UVI and a recent alum uh, of UVI. So I thought maybe he could share a little bit about um, his experiences uh, as a student uh, and now as a graduate of the university. George, George, are you back on the line? Yes, I'm back online. Can okay. you guys hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thank you again, Mr. James, that you know we're able to come on and talk about UVI, but. Um, you know, in addition to the, a lot of the new programs that Mr. Gabatz mentioned, we also have a lot of um, opportunities for our students to travel the world and see the world. Um, we do have our National Student Exchange Program where students can, can spend the semester away at a university in the States, uh, in, in Canada, or pretty much anywhere around the world um, and study for a semester and, and earn credits that can be um, equivalent when they come back to UVI. Um, another program that we have is our Passport to the World program. So currently within, I believe, within a week or so, we're going to have some students traveling to Panama and Colombia. So they're really going to immerse themselves um, in those current cultures and learn about, you know, the different cultures and unique opportunities that, they, that are available to them around the world. Um, and we even have our Washington Center program. So that's an internship opportunity in D.C. Um, where students spend the summer in D.C. and they intern um, at different companies and just really gain hands-on experience. So we, uh, UVI students can really immerse themselves. And I had the opportunity um, when I was a student to, to participate in the Washington Center program. Uh, most recently, when I graduated, I was able to travel to Costa Rica with our students in School of Nursing and Education uh, to learn more about their health, health as well as their education systems and how things work in Costa Rica. So it's, there's really a lot of 
exposure that students get by coming to UVI. Um, and we're really working on expanding our programs and, and, and opportunities so our students can reach, you know, far beyond um, our territory. Um, you know, the Washington Center program um, that was actually uh, initiated by the legislature back in the day, uh, former Senator Lewis Hill uh, had established a relationship with the Washington Center. And I'm glad to hear that uh, that program is still in effect. Absolutely, it is. So, so once again, I want the public to know that um, your legislature uh, from back in the day um, saw uh, the need to create uh, this um, relationship uh, between UVI and uh, the Washington Center. And we're talking to a graduate. You're a graduate for the Washington Center program, sir? Yes, actually an alumni. I'm an alumni. I, mean, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. An alumni. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Congratulations. Yeah. Very Thank good. you. We're good. So uh, before you go, to uh, tell us about Costa Rica, man. You went to San Jose? Yes, yes. So we stayed in San Jose, but we actually had the opportunity to visit to La Fortuna. Uh, we visited the waterfall that is out there. Um, and a lot, so the students, so we had students travel. We had students from the School of Nursing, and we had students from the School of Education uh, travel to Costa Rica. So they were able to actually visit the pr- prison in Costa Rica, schools where there are a lot of um young youth in, in underrepresented populations, um, nursing homes, just to kind of really understand how their health system works and, and compared to how it works in the United States. Um, and then our students in the School of Education had the opportunity to visit different schools and just see how they teach and how they learn and learning styles. Um, they had the opportunity to speak with school psychologists, school principals, social work- workers, and just really get an understanding as to this is how we do things here in Costa Rica and applying it to, to, to what they'll be doing um, in their programs when they become teachers or school counselors. So um, it was really a great experience, great exposure. Um, students were kind of able to see a different side of the world, which is what I think is so uh, a great opportunity should students who come to UVI, you get to see more. Um, you actually get to see the world and see other cultures and, and expand your thinking and, and knowledge. So it was definitely something, um, a great learning experience for the students. Uh, for myself, and I would definitely encourage um, our students in nursing and in education to take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, we're talking with uh, UVA uh, leadership, um, Mr. Lewis Cabats. George, your last name is again? Francis. George Francis. We'll take a break and come back right after this. I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now 
NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. In Yellowstone National Park, the winter is brutal. But when the mercury rises, life gets intense. From a frigid minus 40 degree winter to a 100 degree smoldering summer. For the animals trying to adapt, the struggle is real. Witness the epic story of survival. As they get hungry, they're going to take more risks. Tune in Wednesday at 11 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12. Back here, uh, analyze this, and we're, we're talking uh, with uh, the UVA uh, leadership, Mr. George Francis and uh, Mr. Uh, Louis Gabat. When does this is the semester over, or is it this week or next week? This current semester. Uh, the current current semester is is uh, wrapping up. Uh, the uh, classes are over at this point, and uh, next week will be. Uh, like as traditional, we'll be breaking for the holidays uh, before we get back get back rolling again uh, the first week of January. So, um, especially for our online programs, folks still have time to um, uh, to look at some of our spring starts. Um, but also, we we have two starts in the spring for online, right? So we we have January, but we also have a March. Uh, start time. So if folks need a little more time to kind of get things ready or our good things in place. We do have that March uh, starting time that's available uh, as well. Okay, good. And um, how are we uh, building enrollment? Because you know we've been we've been uh, struggling uh, subsequent to the to the to the hurricanes and 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 the pandemic. Well, that's that's one of the things that that. Uh, you know, we're, we've been really focused on over the last semester. Uh, part of it is just sort of um, updating some of our internal processes for students that are, are looking to join UVI. Uh, we're we're going through a bit of a modernization uh, as far as how students will apply, what that experience will be, um, how students will be admitted. Uh, so just some of the nuts and bolts pieces uh, that will smooth out some of those processes for students. But then beyond that, Currently, about 86% of um, the students at, at UVI are from the Virgin Islands. Uh, so we we absolutely are serving our, our local community here in, in St. Thomas and St. John and, uh, and St. Croix. Uh, but we really, um, you know, we need to look beyond that. Um, the population, uh, you know, curve uh, here in the Virgin Islands, especially at a, at a young age, 
um, is is not growing. Uh, like in most places, uh, the population is kind of on a on a downward trend a little bit, and so um, we need to broaden our scope and uh, broaden our lens of where we're really interacting with potential students. So that's some of the work that we're we've already begun. Um, that we hope to have a small impact in 2024, uh, but then really looking at 2025, we we believe we'll see uh, some significant growth in the. The beauty of that is right now we're not we're not an institution that's competing for we don't have students competing for uh, spots right uh, as an access uh, institution and so uh, that means that we can recruit more students from uh, outside the territory uh, and that's not going to displace uh, any uh, uh, Virgin Islands citizens and so that that's key. Uh, we can actually do a fair bit of growing before we would reach that point. Um, and, and so that's where uh, we are really hoping to see some growth. And the other reason why that's important is because that creates a more dynamic, uh, global, uh, interactive uh, experience for our local students as well, which is, which is more important than ever, right? We, we know uh, with all the different technology we have at our fingertips and, and especially our, our young um, students, uh, there, this is the world is shrinking, uh, and so they they need to have an experience that is going to give them uh, a more global ready uh, degree path. So those are the kind of things that that we hope to um, really bring uh, for for future students enroll, enrolling at UVI, but also uh, obviously economically that will be a boon uh, for uh, for the institution as well. Okay, so that's good, Mr. Francis. What's your major? So I, I actually graduated with my degree in communications, um, currently working on my uh, master's in organizational leadership. And, and what, are you, what are you doing now? So currently I'm serving as the communications coordinator for enrollment management office. Uh, so pretty much overseeing uh, communications, what, what comes in and what goes out um, of our office, surrounding uh, um, reaching out to prospective students as well as current students. How's that working out? It's it's been working uh, pretty well. We are currently developing a, a more concise communications flow, a communications plan. Um, but so far, um, it, it is something that we are building up. But it, it's been flowing fairly smoothly for the most part. Okay. Um, George is uh, a, a key member of our team, and uh, when we when we use the old phrase that that. Uh, one who wears many hats. He has a few hat racks uh, in his office, actually. Uh, so there's uh, he's doing a lot for the for the campus community. That's for sure. Okay. What's, what was it like uh, transitioning from a, a student to a shot caller? <laughs> um, so. You know, definitely, you know, as a student, I, I, I was really, you know, into my academics and studying. Um, but what I've seen now that as an employee, I've kind of been able to see now that, that different side as to the work that really goes into, um, you know, pretty much putting together orientation and, and commencements and, 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 and registering students and, and really communicating with students on social media or via email. So um, there's definitely a lot of work and planning, strategic planning that happens internally um, that we send out to, to, to kind of, you know, send out an effective message to, to our students. So um, it's been it's been good to see that on, on both ends um, of the scale. As, a, as someone who, uh, what year you graduate? 
2022. Um, yeah. uh, so someone who has a, a, a in leadership now who has a feel of of what the student body uh, is experiencing. What, what's the biggest needs for the university, in your opinion? Uh, I would definitely say to, you know, we, we definitely have to continue engaging our students and, and just showing them that we, we are here to help them and, and help see them succeed. Just continuing um, doing that uh, for sure. Um, it's always something that can be continued to be done, and we're doing it currently. And I would just say that just continue doing that even more to elevate it. Uh, Mr. Gabatz, you were on um, with one of your colleagues uh, earlier this year, right? I was, show? yes, Dr. Molinar Worsi, uh, oh. and she is uh, she is now uh, serving as our interim uh, vice president for university advancement okay. uh, and innovation. And so that's a, that's a very recent appointment. We're really excited for her, uh, and to be able to see what she's going to going to be able to do uh, in that role obviously uh with with so many family ties across the community uh here uh in the virgin islands uh and, and with her dynamic background i think it's going to be a good combination extend our congratulations to her uh when you speak to her uh, Leonardo, um, uh, we're proud of her uh and, and absolutely all, and, and and all that uh good stuff uh, what's the biggest needs for the university of lewis right now I think uh, the biggest need for the university right now, and this is uh, self-serving because it's, it's part of the, the area that, that we're definitely trying to work on, but I think one of the biggest needs uh, is to uh, expand uh, the, the megaphone, if you will, uh, that we are using to tell stories, uh, the great stories about the institution. Um, we are you know, leading in so many different ways, uh, not just what are the programs that, like George has talked about, uh, that that our students are leading out in uh, and, and really uh, showing some great things. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, continuing to work on opening uh, our medical uh, um, uh, program here uh, on St. Thomas. We just uh, recently had a grand opening for uh, our medical simulation center uh, on St. Croix. Uh, we've launched uh, several new uh, or renewed programs uh, in agriculture, uh, which will be huge for uh, not only the the Caribbean industry uh, industry within within the different facets of agriculture, but also for food security uh, moving forward. And uh, you know, imagining um, that we could uh, grow a higher percentage of our own food uh, for the Virgin Islands on the Virgin Islands and, and utilize new green technologies in these areas so that, you know, when we're going to a grocery store, maybe we don't have to ship in as much uh, on some of those things, right? It just, there's a there's an effect on all these pieces. And so, um, you know, we, we recently had a big event for EPSCOR, uh, which is just one of our uh, many research uh, areas. You know, that's obviously our partnership with the National Science Foundation, but whether we're talking about marine environmental studies or our green technology center, um, the uh, our agricultural experimentation, um, uh, and uh, the observatory, emerging Caribbean scientists, the list goes on. I, I would say with UVI, we're punching out of our weight class, uh, to use a phrase, in the area of research. Um, we, we really do a great job of bringing in some dynamic research partnerships um, and some funding for those partnerships. And so... 
um, you know, that, that's kind of that other end. We, we talked about the entry points. We, we talked about uh, the various types of, of degrees. But on the, on the other end, if you will, um, UVI is truly a leader in a lot of different areas. Uh, and we're doing some cutting-edge uh, research, not, not just in marine uh, sciences, but, but in, in green technologies and beyond. There's, there's a lot going on here um, that is positioned UVI really well from a research standpoint. Uh, and so, though it takes uh, resources and it, and it takes focus to um, shout out those stories and, and get, make sure that the right audiences hear uh, these great stories. And so, I think that's a, that's a, a key need because uh, so much great work has been done here uh, to uh, move beyond uh, hurricane recovery, uh, move beyond COVID recovery. Um, obviously, those, that work is still ongoing and still crucial, but we've, we've also come out of that in a lot of uh, areas. And if we, if we don't start to tell the stories right, um, then there's, there's just going to be a lot of opportunity wasted, um, and, and that's the last thing we want to see. And the flip side is this will continue to be, if we do it right, UVI will continue to be a, a growing, dynamic institution that can really be uh, as it has been for decades, a point of pride uh, for the Virgin Islands. Um, we have any um, joint relationships with universities in the area of marine biology? Uh, well, uh, in in the area and then well beyond uh, for marine biology. So um, we have we have partnerships um, with with research in the in the area uh, and throughout the the Caribbean depending on uh, what uh, specific research uh, we want to talk about. But then uh, there are uh, faculty from, from different uh, uh, universities uh, around the globe uh, doing um, uh, marine research here. Um, uh, there are locations that we have um, ecological and uh, um, marine research going on in Bermuda and Fiji and Micronesia and, uh, and you name it. Uh, some of the some of the really cool uh, new technology uh, for research we have unmanned submarines that can actually stay out in the ocean uh, or in the the Caribbean and beyond for six months without needing to come back in to to refuel. And so that. Not, not only from an unmanned standpoint, uh, but from just a, a timing and where they can go, um, that, that opens up entire new areas of, of research beyond just the information uh, at a completely different level that, that we've been able to do before. And, and so it's, it's well beyond, you know, thinking about uh, the issue with turtles and, and thinking about a reef health and, and water quality, those kinds of things. It's just it's an ever-expanding area because the technology is moving so fast, and because of the research uh, dollars and, and resources that we've been able to bring in, um, we're, we're positioned really well uh, to uh, continue our research in these areas, whether it's watershed ecology or, or you name it. We've, we've got so many different things um, in place. Um, George, you you uh, <clears throat> so you went to... Um Costa Rica and, and the Washington Center actually um, did a nice press release and actually had a photo uh, of the students who um, who went down uh, to, to Costa Rica. Um, Kayla Bass, uh, Sarita Somersal, 
Marcus Curran, Darwin Christian III. I know that name. He from St. Croix. Um, Jolene Buchanan, uh, Celestial uh, Dazzle, Brandon Chambers, Denny Gonzalez, and uh, Ishara Jendai. And, and, and I'm noticing that uh, the, the degrees uh, are very, very uh, vast. They're not limited to one area. You got education major, engineering, business administration, business management, information system major, business management, again, computer science, finance major, psychology major. Um, university doing well as it relates to the student population and the diversification of the programs there, Mr. Francis. Yes, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, we we never want to, to just limit something to, to just one major. Of, if you're not majoring in this, then you can't do this. We, we, we're focused on that, you know, even though you may be majoring in, in education or, or in nursing or in psychology or, you know, even communications, there's still your area of study is still needed somewhere so in health we need someone who can communicate effectively you know in 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 education we may need someone who who has an understanding in in research so we we really like to or at UVA we really want to just have our students know that you know it's not you're not just tied to one specific area of study you can get exposure everywhere um, and be included in in everything that we we have to offer at UVA. That's good. Uh, any final words, um, um, Mr. Kabatz and uh, Mr. Francis? George, I'll let you go first. Sure, yeah. So I would just like to thank you again, Mr. James, for the opportunity to to, to come on your show this morning and just really talk to the community um, about the university. Um, I definitely, as a student, um, UBI, I can say, has definitely shaped me into who I am today and who I hope to become. Um and I just, you know, look forward now in the role of an employee, um, just kind of really working with students to, to help contribute, to help and shape them into what they hope to one day become. So thank you. Mr. Gabatz. And I wanted to share, share Mr. Francis' thoughts on just thanking you for having us on today. Uh, always appreciate your show. I, I know uh, recently, I believe you, you uh, had the, uh, the chair of our RT Park um, project uh, in St. Croix uh, on yeah, Mr. Um, Mr. Chapman was on a Wednesday. Talk yeah. about that, and I, I would just say that that, um, as well as obviously our our um, lockstep relationship with the local legislature, which um, is why we're able to do um, the, the great things we're able to do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mr. beyond that, uh, our, Mr. Kabats, Mr. Kabats, don't hang up. Mr. Kabats, don't hang up, don't hang up. Right? Um, okay. We'll take a break, come back, and I'll let you uh, complete your thoughts, okay? Be back right okay. after this. So sorry. Yeah, Thank don't you. hang up, don't hang up. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peters Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. 
Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Experience the magic of the Crucian Christmas 4-Day Serenade. Join the legendary Stanley and the 10 Sleepless Nights for a two-night celebration like no other. On Saturday, December 23rd and Sunday, December 24th, from the stroke of midnight until the first light of dawn, local Christmas tunes, rhythmic dancing, and the joy of holidays light up the street of St. Croix. Each night begins at Ginger Thomas, heading east on Saturday, then west on Sunday. Set your alarms, gather your friends and family, and create unforgettable memories with Stanley and the 10 Sleepless Nights in the Crucian Christmas 4-Day Serenade. Race is complicated. On Code Switch, we don't dumb it down for you. And on Life Kit, we have advice on everything from money to mental health. It's Code Switch and Life Kit from NPR. Saturdays at 2 p.m. on WTJX FM. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Um, fall semester of the 2023-2024 uh, schools um, calendar. Uh, so, Mr. Kabats, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you so much. Sorry to run to your break. That was my No, 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 that's okay. That's, that, was my, that was actually my fault. I should have actually went to the break and then asked both of you to conclude when I get back. So that's my fault. Go right ahead. No, I just, I, you know, one one piece we hadn't hadn't really touched on is is uh, our, our just our great industry partnerships with, with local uh, businesses and then and obviously the um, uh, incubator effect uh, that both our artsy park uh, has as well as our uh, on St. Croix as well as our innovation center here on St. Thomas and I know uh, it, it's interesting how many people you meet uh, you know out at the out of one of the beautiful beaches or restaurants that is looking to uh, start their own business or has an idea or expand and we have amazing resources uh, for uh, local small businesses wanting to either uh, grow or, or wanting to get off the ground and then beyond just some phenomenal strategic partnerships uh, at both the RT Park and the Innovation Center. And, uh, the, you know, those are the future. Those will be our, our students uh, starting businesses uh, through our entrepreneurship program and, and growing. And so um, those pieces uh, to connecting our students to industry and connecting the university to industry are, are, are key. And um, so I think uh, uh, those would be great areas to maybe do a deep dive into uh, next time from, a, from an educational and learning standpoint. But hopefully, uh, hopefully one of these days I'll be able to join you in person uh, uh, over on St. Croix. That would be uh, uh, a great time uh, since we've been able to spend a few minutes together over the phone. But thank you again. Uh, happy holidays to you and all your listeners. And we, we truly appreciate the time to, to uh, appear on your show this morning. And uh, many happy returns uh, to you and yours and to the uh, UVA family. And uh, you mentioned 
the conversation uh, that we had with uh, the RT Parks uh, CEO, Mr. Peter Chapman. And um, as long as the RT Park and, and the other um, creations, the, because remember now the RT Park is a legislative creation, right? Correct. Um, uh, as long as those creations um, uh, add value um, to, to the university, then the people of the Virgin Islands stand to benefit, you know? And, and that's what we should be focusing on. Um, while as a, I was a senator um, uh, at a UVI uh, commencement exercise, um, uh, a guest speaker, I think it was a president from uh, one of the uh, universities on the mainland, um, the land-grant universities, you know, he said the focus really should be about, you know, broadening our scope. So and I, I tend to use that, that phrase a lot here on this show. And I think that's what the university is all about. Right. Um, we may come in um, with, you know, whatever visions we have, but uh, the goal really is uh, to actually broaden that vision so that we have the ability uh, to process other perspectives. And earlier uh, 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 we were talking uh, uh, with um, Attorney Dewey Henry and about the issue with, with respect to what's going on uh, with universities on the mainland, um, with the conflict in, uh, in the Middle East. And uh, Attorney Henry said that universities are a marketplace for ideas. And that's what we would want the university to be a part of, our, at least our highest uh, institution of learning here in the territory. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, a marketplace for ideas and also uh, one of the biggest needs that universities have served for decades and decades has been where differing opinions and different thoughts and different ideas uh, can come together and be heard, and young adults can learn how to listen and synthesize ideas and expand uh, on those ideas so that we can get to something better. And I think as an industry, we have to get that back. Um, you know, I think a lot of that has been drowned out because of some of the discourse, you know, in recent years, and that's an issue, right? And so we have to, uh, you know, we, we have to be thoughtful about how we allow uh, spaces for students to share ideas, share thoughts, um, and ultimately uh, uh, collaborate uh, where possible, right? Um, because that's where uh, our young people will will certainly, uh, you know, help further some of the great discussions and great ideas that we need now more than ever. Uh, so I appreciate you bringing up that that thought. Thank you very much, Louis Cabatz and George Francis, for joining us this morning. Uh, continued success at the University of the Virgin Islands. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Cheers. You got it. Uh, that's uh, Mr. George Francis, uh, recently a, a 2022 graduate from the University of Virgin Islands, now uh, a part of the management team, and Mr. Uh, Louis Cabas um, telling us about a number of different initiatives and how we brought in the learning um, here at uh, the University of Virgin Islands, 60 years plus and strong. I think it's 61 to be exact. So... Here's what we're going to do. We got the last set of tickets. Okay, you know and now, right? It's the last chance, right? You need to call 718-0761 beginning now. And the 12th caller will get a pair of tickets to this event uh, next week, Thursday, six days from today, at the Mark C. Marion Center uh, in St. Thomas over at the Antilles School. Okay. So we're giving away the last set of tickets uh, right now. Have had fun doing this. Uh, the engineers have done a good job. 
uh, answering the phone and uh, documenting the winners. So make sure you call in so that uh, okay you could get a pair of tickets and join us uh, over there in St. Thomas. Need are you uh, uh, to come over there? So we have a good time. Spectrum band gonna be rocking things uh, over there uh, as well. You know, um, we're in December, and um, this is a time of the year, the holiday season, when uh, a lot of family members who may be living abroad set money aside to travel, come home. Ain't nothing like being with family around Christmas, you know? And... uh I'm going to take the next, you know, five minutes or so uh, to go on, uh, on a little soapbox because um, we need a higher level of sensitivity <clears throat> as to uh, how we could uh, facilitate, you know, <clears throat> providing for those uh, who want to be with their families. You know, you've heard me touch on this topic of travel, you know, and we are really getting shafted as it relates to cost of travel to come home to be with family. Now, I'm aware of the fact that we are just a government and uh, the private sector going to do what they want um, they got decisions to make, what have you, right? But I really think um, we need to make more of a consulted effort to sell why we shouldn't be treated this way. It's way too expensive to come to an American territory. I'm aware of the fact you know, that, you know, we are detached and, you know, because, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're in the Caribbean and, and all that stuff, uh, that, you know, costs are what they are, but there has to be some benefit for us being an American jurisdiction, a classic example is the cost of travel out of San Juan compared to the cost of travel out of the Virgin Islands. Easily, tickets are 40 and 50% of the price to travel from San Juan, which is just 45 minutes away from St. Croix, 30 minutes away from St. Thomas get the cost to leave and, and leave and fly into San Juan is so much less than than, than the tra- than the cost to travel from San Juan uh, from the Virgin Islands to the mainland and, and and back. Now I know there's economies of scale. San Juan three million plus people uh, I mean um, Puerto Rico, I apologize. Puerto Rico, three million plus people we're 100,000 thereabouts, right? But I can understand if our planes weren't filled. And they're always full. 
So the attraction is there. And it's the same fuel cost. Even though we're 30 minutes away and 40, 30 and 45 minutes away respectively, because it's the same amount of fuel to travel from Miami to San Juan as it is to travel from Miami to St. Thomas or St. Croix. And if the plane full, then that cost dynamic is not in play. Yet the cost for the tickets are so much so much higher. And I, I, I experienced this back in August when to fly from San Juan, no, St. Croix to JFK, wrong trip. Anywhere from 600 to $800. Now, I know traveling in the summertime is much more expensive than in the fall and the spring. And then, of course, come Christmas time, it's even for, um, uh, more expensive than in the summer. I'm aware of that. Demand is what it is. Right? But six to $800 round trip from St. Croix to, to, to the New York City area, Newark, LaGuardia, JFK, and that wrong trip cost from San Juan is $250, $300. Really? We, we got to be better, man. A plane flight is a plane flight. And when it's full, then, you know, you would think that that would work to our benefit. And our flights are always full. There's a reason why we have more than one flight to St. Croix now. Because Synchro was a one-flight deal uh, for years. Now it's two, two a day. And we talk about uh, one used to be a midday flight from Miami, and then one was an evening flight. Now they got two of them back-to-back. You could leave at quarter to four, or you could leave at six o'clock. Out of Synchro, back to Miami. But come on, man. Something is fundamentally wrong. We are getting shafted here in the Virgin Islands. And we are an American jurisdiction. Okay? And somebody got to stand up and ask a question. And I'm doing it. I'm going to use this soapbox to ask a very straightforward question. What have we done to deserve this? Our flights are full. There's no reason for them charging us an arm and a leg. to get out of the Virgin Islands into the mainland. I think that's a legitimate question that I, that I believe should be asked on behalf of the people of the Virgin Islands. And my suggestion to all of the people of the Virgin Islands is learn, I mean, outside of emergencies, plan your travel calendar well in advance so you could try to get the best rates, the cheaper rates, because if you're buying a ticket within two or three weeks, you're going to pay a premium. Trust me on that. Okay? Now, I've been, I've been ordered, and I'm going to do as I'm told. You right? To wish Miss Ingrid Percival a happy birthday from everyone around the world and the universe today. She is a listener uh, of uh, Analyze This, a regular listener. So, uh, Mommy Percival. Happy birthday. Clearly, you're a Sagittarius. My mother bought this next week, Friday, the 15th. You know what I mean? 
So uh, happy birthday. Uh, wish you many, many more in the future. Thank you for being a consistent listener uh, to analyze this and uh, uh, all the best uh, for the holiday season. So I believe we gotta, we got, we, we, we getting close. We getting close now. So, so uh, make sure I call him. We got about a minute and a half left, and we're gonna declare a winner, right? And with the next call, I go. You see that, that we got it. Somebody just call. So whoever there on the, on the line now uh, with uh, our um, uh, engineer, uh, getting that information right now, and, and you can re- relate to me, and I can let the public know. And it's been yo, know, we've had fun doing this, and we're actually looking forward to having more fun uh, hanging out with you uh, in six days over there at the Mark C. Marion Center. Uh, uh, on St. Thomas Taste of Two Islands featuring Spectrum Band uh, and, and of course a lot of stuff to, uh, culinary delights and all that stuff so uh, tell, tell them you go tell them you go let me know who they be they, I know they got you on the line eh? oh <laughs> Eddie Uncle Eddie Bruce your time into perfection coming over from St. John right congratulations <laughs> look, look you cooked this one good I like that one. So we got, uh, we finally, we got winner from St. John. We got 10 from St. Thomas, one from St. Croix, and now one from St. John. So, Eddie Eddie Bruce, congratulations. Looking forward to hanging out with all of you, right? Next week um, uh, at the Taser uh, Two Islands. Miss Knight, Mr. Mitchell, Miss Paul Seval, Mr. Sanders, Mr. Kraft, Mr. Hollins, Miss Brown, Miss DeWint, Miss Nichols. Miss Alberdine or, or Albernoon, right? Uh, Miss White and Miss Mr. Bruce. Congratulations to all 12 winners. Enjoy the weekend. Be good. Be safe. We talk to you on Monday, God willing. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Sight Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Sight Parking Lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.